The Calgary Flames want to avoid another Johnny Gaudreau situation with Elias Lindholm. So how can they do it? Who are some comparable contracts? And does re-signing him really align with the team's mission? Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked on Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and I'm so happy to be here talking about your Calgary Flames today and every day here on Locked on Flames. Today, we are going to be talking about Elias Lindholm. We're going to be taking a look at uh, Shana and Julian's article from The Athletic and kind of dissecting the comparables, what the projected contract looks like and of course just my opinion on how the 28 year old Elias Lindholm lines up with the Flames mission to get younger but before we dive into that please make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you're getting your podcasts and we are free on YouTube so come stick around hang out with us we're here for you your team every day so this, this is just a hypothetical situation, right? We we don't know if Elias Lindholm is going to resign. We don't know if he's going to get traded. We don't know if he could potentially walk next summer. But these are the things that we talk about leading up to the, the contract extension, the possibility of one, right? Because that window opens um, in less than a month. So... Craig Conroy has had some time to, you know, whip up some numbers and do some do some talking uh, with his people in order to, you know, get the ball rolling on on this because it is, um, this is a big contract. <laughs> uh, so, of course, contracts. Like, let's just preface this with the obvious: contracts can age badly. That happens. We, we've seen it a number of times. I don't want to pick on Milan Lucic because I feel like I've picked on him enough as a host of this podcast, but that is a contract that, although the Flames took it on, um, it, it aged very poorly. Players are entitled to walk away. Johnny Gaudreau walked. That That is what happens when you reach unrestricted free agency. That's just, it's, you've earned this, this, you, we talk about it all this time on the show, but you have earned that agency to go out there and see what the market is, to see what other GMs and teams will offer you. And according to Julian McKenzie and Shana of the uh, athletic, we are looking at an eight year term with an $8.7 million average annual value. This was uh, projected by Evolving Hockey, and it's great that they all work together to put this together for us because, you know, I think a lot of people can look at this and say, well, these are numbers that I think he should be making, and these are numbers that I wouldn't pay him. 
And then you, which we're going to do in a few minutes here, is take a look at the comparables. But the $8.7 million is a lot, right? That would be 11% of this, the current current salary cap, which is the second highest behind Jonathan Huberto. Um, you know, I, I do think that is a lot of money. And we're going to, I'm just going to say this for the first time this episode because I'm going to repeat it. You have to spend money in order to build a team. It does not matter if your team is is bad or if it's good. You have to spend money. Like you are shelling out money to employ these people (laughs) to win you a Stanley Cup championship, right? So don't act like, well, he was only making 4.25 million. So why should we double his? Because he is the best player on your team, the best forward on your team. He is one of the best two-way forwards in the league. And he provides a lot to that top line. And Craig Conroy said it himself, no matter you know, where he slots in, in the lineup, he is going to make an impact. And he mentioned, you know, as time goes on and the, as he gets older, he will still, you know, make a difference when he's moved down in the lineup. He is just a very well-rounded player, right? And I feel like you can look at a lot of contracts in the beginning and say, wow, that's an incredible overpayment, right? But as time goes on, you're like, okay, this is looking more and more reasonable every day because that's, that's just how the market works. I, I don't understand it. I don't know. I don't do numbers. I don't do math. I, I don't understand inflation and how everything works, but I just know that it's all relative. Okay. Just give me that. But don't immediately write this off and say, well, eight years, $8.7 million is a very long time. Yes, but re-signing Elias at home for eight years is going to do something for your organization that you're going to have that you're like the best line in hockey leave your organization. Like, look at it that way, okay? The Flames had the best line in hockey two years ago. And they said goodbye to Gaudreau and Kachuk in one summer. And then Lindholm the following year, or I guess technically two years. But is, is that, ooh, that's that's icky. I don't like that. And I think that that should put a, ta- a sour taste in everyone's mouth, really. Because that's, um, it says a lot about the organization and the faith of the players. And um, in my opinion. But is this something that the Flames can do? Is this something that Elias Lindholm wants to do? Does he want to raise his kid in Calgary? Does he want to to spend his, you know, probably the rest of his career in Calgary? These are just things that you have to think about. And we, as, as fans, don't get to decide if players want to stay or if they want to go because I was so confident that Gaudreau was going to be resigning. And then what happened? That didn't, you know, I can't say, I could give you a hundred reasons why uh, Elias Lind, okay, I shouldn't say hundred. I could give you 10 reasons why Elias Lindholm could want to stay in Calgary 
But I could also give you another 10, 15, 20, why he could want to go elsewhere. And that's not a knock on Calgary. It's a knock. Not It's not a knock at all. It's a stick tap to the rest of the NHL and what they can offer a player of Elias Lindholm's caliber. But coming up next, we are going to be talking about comparables and so thankful for Evolving Hockey and, you know, the the folks at The Athletic for putting this together because I, I appreciate anyone that can do this kind of math because that is not for me. It is very difficult. But let's take a quick break and let me talk to you about our friends at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can make sure every part fits the first time around and just add your add your ride to my garage and look for the green checks to know if the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop with eBay Motors, With over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when all the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, at the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And thank you everyone so much. For sticking around with me today I oh I just threw up Nick's nameplate by accident if you're watching on YouTube <laughs> Nick will be back tomorrow and we're gonna run through some coaching resumes if um the flames decide not to do anything else <laughs> but the biggest thing here right going looking at any player who is you know kind of due for an extension you want to look at the comparables. You want to see who who this player plays like, who is in this class, and what 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 did their deal look like? You know what what did it um what what were they able to get out of it, and also what was the team able to get out of it? I like the comparison to Dylan Larkin. He signed in eight-year, $8.7 million deal this past March with Detroit. Uh, he had, it was, he signed in the middle of the season two, which was pretty cool, I think, because, um, you know, it, again, it gives fans a little bit of peace of mind, gives you peace of mind. It takes less work and stuff you have to do over the summer, right? It takes care of you and sets you up for the future, which also matters in all of this too, right? So through 80 games at that point when he had signed the contract, it was, he was uh, 32 goals and 79 points. That's pretty good. You know, I, <laughs> I would say, you know, we'd kind of kill for a player like that on the Flames. And, you know, you can get that with Elias Lindholm. And the one thing that stood out the most to me was the fact that Dylan Larkin's um, lines are still young players that really aren't up to par 
with the Flames' current wingers or the possibility of who they are calling up. You know, it's players like Pelletier or Matthew Phillips, if he resigns, or Jamie Poirier. You know, there are still options. Matthew Coronado. Like, there, there are options for the Flames to pair with Elias Lindholm if things, you know, for things to get better. Also, I'm so sorry if you can hear my music in the background. My neighbors are outside on their balcony blasting music in a rainstorm. Certainly a choice. But anyways, you know, you're going to see better production from Elias Lindholm this coming season. Last season was obviously a down year. Down year for everyone. I'm not dogging on any of these players and really holding them to the brimstone, throwing them under the bus, whatever the term is, mainly because we know how horrible of a situation it was. Uh, we don't know the full extent, obviously, because that that's not how any of this works. But we are under the impression and the understanding that things were just bad, bad from the get-go. Markstrom was coming back uh, off an injury. Chris Tanev was coming back off an injury. Huberto and Uyghur had to get settled into this whole new lifestyle in a new market with a new coach, new teammates. Um, Rasmus Anderson got hit by a car. Jonathan, again, Jonathan Huberto was not playing. He played hurt. There were plenty. Matthew, uh, not Matthew Phillips, sorry. Jacob Pelletier literally got benched. Um, it, it, just, it was a brutal season. They, The team has said it. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And when you have all that bad luck and bad stuff going on and you have a boss that doesn't connect with you, isn't offering... Uh, realistic solutions, you're not going to get anywhere. You're just going to dig yourself a deeper hole. And that's why, again, I I have such a hard time saying Elias Lindholm will never be a 40 goal scorer ever again, because we, I, I don't believe that to be a true statement. I think Jonathan Huberto is one of the best playmakers in the league. And you set him up with a, a pretty good center, like Elias Lindholm, you're going to have, some uh, some success there, and it's just a matter of I think Elias and Home refining his game a little bit, and you know adding the finishing touch or the Flames finding a finisher because they had that with Gaudreau and Kachuk, and it it wasn't a problem. Um, another player is of course uh, Bo Horvat, who you know people feel like everyone that has like had anything to say about this about Bo Horvat in general is is it's negative but he has consistently played very well um he the Canucks traded him because he wasn't going to re-sign long term there as simple as that and again this contract is um the same I believe it's I didn't write it down. That's my mistake. But I think it's just about $8 million, if not a little bit over. But 
is there truly a difference when it's um seven hundred thousand dollars you know it's not to me it's not that big of a deal it's it, it's pennies <laughs> to these people it's pennies but people are upset that he didn't want to resign or that he is an islander and that Lou Lamorello like invested all this money in a player and I thought that he played pretty well I, I thought that he did pretty well on uh, the transition from Vancouver to Long Island but it looked like he had more confidence in his game. And I mean, I probably would too after leaving a dumpster fire of an organization that just like they had the whole issue. Uh, not even the issue. It was not an issue. But uh, Bruce Boudreau being strung along. Right. Remember that? That That's not a good environment to be in. And Lou Lamorello said it himself. Like if... Um, you know, people are going to say that the contract is too long and it's too much money. He said, uh, such is life when you have, or such is life. You have to shell out money for high end talent. And that is true. I, there are not many players that are going to take this like hometown discount or a team discount just because it benefits the team. Uh, players are probably going to become more selfish, especially as the cap rises. You know, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, team friendly deals are team friendly deals, um, and they're appropriate at times. But it, you shouldn't have to like shortchange yourself. You know, but you back to Lamorello's comment. You do have to spend money to win. And winning just doesn't mean just the cup, right? Because you have to win in order to get to the cup, right? And I'm not talking just like one playoff run. Year after year after year after year of consistently making the playoffs, seeing some semblance of success is important to a team's confidence, to their reputation, to the player's it speaks to the player's ability, the coaching abilities, even if there is a coaching change, you know, we're bound to see that again in Calgary in two to three years. It's, it is nature. It's the nature of the beast. And I do think that if the flames want to win, they, they, they have to spend money and they, they have spent money, but now it's time to lock up your best player. Or is it because eight years is a long time. Do you know where you'll be in eight years? <laughs> and thank you, everyone, for sticking around with me, Jess Balmasto, Unlocked on Flames. Uh, make sure you're following and subscribe to the show on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm here for you, your team, every day. And this team wrote an article about this uh, over the weekend because I feel like the Flames were in... I wouldn't say a similar spot, but they were in a transition period when I started covering this team. You know, uh, Mark Giordano, was he going to be traded? Was Sean Monaghan going to be traded? Was Johnny Gaudreau going to be traded? Was uh, Sam Bennett, like, what was the deal with him? And, of course, you know, TJ Brody walking in free agency. And there were a lot of questions surrounding the team. It is an entirely different roster. It is 
a different front office. And the team now, if you want to retool on the fly, they have the opportunity to do that. And again, eight years is a long time. Yes, no one no one out here is denying that, right? Like eight years for a contract, it feels a little icky, right? But do you know where you're going to be in eight years? I don't even know where I'm going to be in six months from now, right? Like you have to, you have to think about it that way. Like, yes, it is a long time for a player, but think of how many life changes you go through in eight years. And I, I don't have an issue really with the Flames signing him to this extension because you need veterans to win. You need solid two-way forwards to win. And you just need to remain competitive. That That is the thing here. They have so much money tied up in older guys. And a lot of money for a a long time and do you want to add to that um and can you still make this team younger but still remain competitive I don't think you can do that without Lindholm I I don't I think that if Lindholm signs it's going to be for eight years would it make sense to just sign him for six I don't think that he would ever just sign for six, but you know, you, you can get creative with these deals because that's just the way life is. That is the nature of the game. And I, I think you have to be creative if you are constructing this contract, because, you know, do you want a full no movement clause for all eight years? Do you want to have some sort of modification? Like you have to, you really have to be flexible here. And Craig Conroy cannot fumble this bag. He cannot. Because you know what? This is going to be his, his legacy, potentially. I mean, I think his his legacy is coming in after Daryl Sutter was fired and being like, we're going to have fun. And, you know, Elias Lindholm was one of the players that had reportedly uh, asked for a trade. And then rescinded it once Sutter was fired. And I think that that sends a really strong message to the organization. Um, Some players don't... It's not about loyalty. It's really not. It's about doing what's best for you. And if Elias Lindholm sees staying in Calgary for the next eight years, six years, seven years, whatever the case is, um, as... (laughs) um, you know, beneficial to him and his family, then that's what he does. You know, I, I can't sit here and tell you why Calgary would be beneficial to Elias and home. I don't know him. I don't know him personally. I don't know what his family needs. I don't know if he needs to see a doctor, like, or his wife or baby need a specialty doctor. I just think that the Flames are in a position for to either set themselves up for success or to completely screw themselves. And I think, I don't think that this contract will be uh, fully screwing themselves. I, I don't think that at all. I think that if they 
don't make the most of this opportunity, it will absolutely come back to bite them in the butt because you, what, who, who are you going to have replace Elias Lindholm? As a two-way forward and as a goal scorer. Who, who on this team can do that? Because you're not bringing players in. You're not just flopping contracts. That's unfortunately not enough right now. And I, the Flames don't have enough cap space. Ha- if the cap had gone up $3 million, $4 million, yeah, they could get flexible. And that's the other thing you have to think about down the road, too, is will $8.75 million look as bad as it has the potential to do once the cap goes up? I don't think so. But again, to me, these are just numbers. Um, We've seen, we have seen teams get creative with cap space. We have seen, seen teams get very unlucky with no cap space. It is just, it is truly a matter of what Craig Conroy and the rest of the Flames organization make the most, like what they make of this and how they execute it. And again, that could be really good or really bad. Some have immediate effects sometimes, some have like long-term effects too. So pick your poison. I, I truly think that they should extend him unless like there is this ridiculous um offer on the table I I I don't know I I don't see that happening and I I know people keep talking about the Columbus um pick in the first round but I I I don't I don't think that's gonna happen and that's that's just my opinion again take it for what it is But that about does it for today's show. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today on this lovely Tuesday or whenever you're listening to this. (laughs) My name is Jess Belmosto and you can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto and stick around here on Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts and of course on YouTube as well. That way you know when the latest news breaks and uh, the most opinionated person you know will have something to say about it. So until next time, I'm signing off. Nick and I will be back tomorrow to chat about coaching resumes. And word on the street is he has a pretty cool slideshow going for us. So hope to see you tomorrow. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.